You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back. Home stretch here on Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast also heard on the radio in Las Vegas on The Bet. Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to us there as well and watching us on YouTube. By the way, subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your audio. Just search Silver and Black today. Hit subscribe. Put on the auto download. That way, every time we push a new show, guess what? You get it. Same goes for YouTube where you subscribe. And then you also have to do the extra step. Don't forget the extra step. You got to go the extra mile. Hit the notifications bell. That way, every time we have a new video, uh, you will be notified and you can join us. I am Scott Colbranson, your host, along with my co-host, Mo Moten. He is the national NFL writer at Bleacher Report. You can follow him on Twitter at M-O-E-M-O-T-U-N. That's Mo Moten. I am at LV Gully and the show, S-N-B Today. Thanks for being with us. This is the time of the show where we get to your mailbag questions. So here we go. Raider Nation is never shy. You ask, we answer. It's time for the Raider Nation mailbag. What's on your mind, fam? Drop us an email at mail at silverandblacktoday.com. That's mail at silverandblacktoday.com. Now, it's your time to speak up. It is indeed your time to speak up. Although, Mo, they, these, our listeners speak up to us like all week long on Twitter, don't they? I mean... They're always well, coming I, to us with conversation, right? Well, well, I've been laying low on Twitter lately. You have <laughs> when you you were sick. By the way, I had somebody a comment on YouTube. You guys are always sick. And I'm like, okay, in the last six months, we've both been sick twice. Mm-hmm. I had COVID once. You had a flu. You had something else. And I had a cold. I lost my voice. Yeah, you lost mm-hmm. your voice. And literally in six years of doing this show... I've been sick like twice. And most of the time I was sick and still went on the air. Especially when I was on the radio in Vegas. I was doing daily show on Raider Nation Radio. And I would just go in and sound like that, right? Because that's that's what we do. We play hurt. Do we not? All the time. Right. But if you don't have a voice, it's hard to speak. Or if you're coughing like every three seconds, the last (coughs) thing (coughs) you guys want to hear is people coughing. But you know what the funny thing is, if we were to get on sick, people are like, oh, you guys are terrible today. Can't even hear you. One guy's <laughs> coughing all over the microphone. The other guy's <laughs> eating cough drop. You know, yeah. they, you just you can't win either way. You, you, can. you just can't. You can't. <laughs> you can't. Especially when you get congested. I mean, it'll sound like this. And uh, hey, what's wrong with your voice? How do you do the show with a voice like this? Yeah, exactly. So that's right. Sorry, I was pressing my nose there. Now stuff's going to fall out of my nose. Uh, but anyway, you're back. We are here for your questions. That's right. We Mo and I love to get your questions. They start to filter it down a little bit now. I know they're going to gear up here in the next couple weeks uh, as we bring on some guests. we got a bunch of guests planned for you guys for 
the draft period, including Brian Baldinger, who'll be back with us here very shortly. We'll announce that pretty quickly. Uh, and others that will be joining us as well. Jordan Schultz is going to be with us too. He's broken a lot of stories around the Raiders and player movement lately. We're going to have him on as well. All right, Mo, you ready to get to these questions? I think so. You're right. I'm always okay. I'm always kind of hesitant with these some of these questions. We, we've had no date. Que- we've had no date or food questions for you recently. So I'm asking <sighs> listeners out there, please send your date and food questions no, you, for Mo. You, you you really don't 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 do that. <laughs> Remember though, now now that it's Midtown Mo, it's got to be you know the 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 girl's got to be a little a step up now. It's you know not, he always had high standards, but now it's you know now she's got to have the right zip code. Got to be over 110 pounds, please. Yes, and that's that's Mo's zip code strategy. <laughs> he doesn't even ask. He doesn't even ask. Send the picture first. No, he says, "What zip code do you live in? Is it in Midtown?" Is it Upper East Side, Upper West Side? Where is it? That's what he wants to know. If okay. If you're from the Bronx, I need I need ID. You Bronx people. <laughs> I, I, I can't ID, take any chances with you Bronx people. ID and arrest records, if any. Because <laughs> you know, if it's if it's petty stuff, it's okay. You know, we all make mistakes when we're younger. It's good. Okay, we're gonna get into the questions now. Uh, here we go. Ramon in Las Vegas asks, "Hey guys, he's he wrote in a couple weeks ago, actually." Hey, guys, please tell me why in the hell we're signing all these Patriots guys. Brian Hoyer, will he even make the team? I don't want to become the Patriots West. That's Ramon in Las Vegas. Now, we talked about this in the first segment, but we will revisit it because Ramon's our guy and we want to answer his question. Why in the hell are they signing all these Patriots? Sorry, Ramon, but this is what happens during rebuilds. (laughs) Coaches bring in guys that they know. I mean, this is this is. And again, I, I understand that not everyone's privy to what other teams do with their rebuilds, but this right. is what happens across the league. Head coach takes a new job. What does he do? He brings in his assistants from his previous spot. Jonathan Gannon did this, brought some filthy Eagles coaches to Arizona. What's the next thing that they do? They'll sign the, the veteran quarterback that was with the previous team. Shane Steichen with the Colts. He has Garner Minshew now. That's not mm-hmm. a coincidence. He's no, he knows Garner Minshew. Garner Minshew knows the offense. Now, people are saying, well, Garner Minshew is much younger than Brian Hoyer, and I get that. But the, the, the Rays weren't going to bring in Bailey Zappi from the Patriots because, obviously, <laughs> Zappi got there afterward, and the Patriots like Zappi. So, remember, when the first thing that one of the first things that Josh McDaniels did when he came to Las Vegas, what did he do? He brought over Jared Stidham. Like, yeah. this happens all across the league. Coaches bring in guys they are familiar with and it's going to go on and on and on and that's actually you're going to see you, know, you if you want to call it patriots west if you want to call it the patriot way whatever it doesn't matter what it's called it's called familiarity you bring in who you know right that's right. that's what's happening here and and you know what it's it's sort of even outside of football mode it's human nature we tend to go with things we know and trust so if you had somebody else, I don't care if you own a, a car detailing business, you're a baker, you're a writer, and you have to hire a staff, you're going to go with people, men and women, you know already, right? You know that you can trust them. You know that the kind of job, maybe they're not the best person, uh, the highest uh, class of person for your job even, but you know they can come in and play a role for you, especially if you need it at that point. And so I, I'm not surprised by it. 
I also don't understand. I think it's just the negativity that surrounds right now Josh McDaniels. Even though Josh McDaniels doesn't necessarily make the personnel decisions, he has influence there. And so I think some of the disappointment with the coach is coming out on this because if it wasn't from the Patriots and they signed a bunch of guys from the Texans and, uh, I don't know, another bad team, think of another bad team, um, the the the, the oh, Washington Commanders. Washington Commanders, thank you. Gosh, I was drawing a blank. Cardinals. The Cardinals. So if they were signing all these guys from all these bad teams, people would be saying, why are we signing all these scrubs from these other teams? So the point is, when you're in a rebuild, these types of signings are never going to get everybody excited. You're not going to be pitching a tent because they signed a a 37-year-old quarterback as a backup, right? I get that. But to me, Ramon, it doesn't matter where they come from. It's just a midline player to fill a gap until they can fill it with a player who's better via the draft or free agency in the future. We, we've seen this before. Do you remember when Paul Gunther took over defensive coordinator position? Vontez Perfect. Vontez Perfect came along with him. Guys like Leon Hall, who were at the yes. end of his, who was at the end of his career, came along with him. Mm-hmm. He brought a. a, a I don't want to say a slew, but he brought multiple guys over who were in their thirties, and 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 you and people weren't saying, "Well, is, is this the Cincinnati Bengals way? Is this the <laughs> Bengals way, or we want to call it?" No, Gus it was Bradley just, with all those charges. Right. He he brought in Brandy Brandon Faison. He, mm-hmm. he brought in guys that he knew. So this is this is a never ending cycle of bringing in who I'm comfortable with. It's just the fact that we put the Patriot way brand on it, and everyone loses their mind. Right. Absolutely. No question. All right, so there you go. Ramon, thanks, man. We appreciate the question. All right, now we go to Phoenix, Arizona, and Derek. Uh, He says, hey, Scott and Mo, I know everyone thinks the Raiders are going to take a defensive player in the first round or a quarterback, but what about another offensive player? Don't you take the best player available and not just a player of need? What about Quentin Johnson, the wide receiver out of TCU, or Jackson Smith Jigba out of Ohio State? Yes, we have Devontae Adams. If things work out where they're just uh, where it's just the best player available, wouldn't you take them, Derek, in Phoenix, Arizona? Mo, could the Raiders, depending if they trade down, who knows what they do? Could they take a wide receiver in the first round, or is there just no way they do that? I have so many thoughts about this. This is a very good question, by the way. <laughs> it is a very good one. I'll start by I'll start. I have so many directions I can take this, but I'll start with this. If the Raiders draft a wide receiver in the first round, I'm going to blow my gasket. <laughs> just because let's let's be let's be honest here. A lot of people scream BPA, 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 yeah. no matter what. I'm gonna tell you a little secret. B, when coaches and teams and general managers consider BPA, they do consider their roster voids and needs. Roster needs are part of evaluating the best player available. Believe it or not, it's not yeah. just oh, we'll just take the best player regardless of the position because the Raiders have Devontae Adams. For now, they have Hunter Renfro. They signed Jacoby Myers. They they have, I believe they, they're spending right now the third most cap space on their offense and the third fewest on their defense. You don't need any more wide receivers. I understand they brought in Zay Flowers for a visit. I get that. Quentin Johnson is out there. I get it. I get it. There are some great, good wide receivers in this draft. But they have no business drafting wide receiver in the first round. Now, could they draft an offensive tackle in the first round? I wouldn't like that because I think Jermaine Illuminar could be a starter in this league, but I could see them drafting a Darnell Wright out of Tennessee. And I know a lot of people had a problem with Lance Zerline, who put out a, a mock draft, I believe on Tuesday, no, mm-hmm. on Wednesday, and Ra- he had the Raiders taking Darnell Wright out of Tennessee. 
I like Darnell Wright as a prospect. I think he's the best right tackle in this draft. That's why I wouldn't be upset about the pick. Mm -hmm. But again, as many of you know, I wrote a piece months ago that said Jermaine Luminar is going to be that guy. He's going to be a starting caliber player. Now, I think the Raiders are going to draft a defensive player, just putting that out there. But if they were to go offensive tackle, wouldn't like it, but I would understand if it's Darnell Wright. Knowing what's going on in the division, would you take Michael Mayer? No, simply because the tight end position is way low on the on the premium scale. I mean, if you get it, so so if, let's say the Raiders hit on on a on on a tight end, how much does that help them in the grand scheme of things in their division when you have when you're facing Patrick Mahomes? I know I understand you're probably thinking you got to score a lot of points, but you got to be able to stop them sometime. You can't you can't go into a game thinking we got we got to score forty two points or we're gonna lose because our defense no, I, can't I, stop I, a nosebleed. And I agree with you in the first round. As much as I like May- Michael Mayer, and not just because he went to Notre Dame, I think he's yeah, he's the he's the next top tight end in the NFL. By the way, I really think he's going to do well. And then I look at the system and how they've used tight ends over the years, uh, and it makes me salivate for the Raiders because if they could have a player like that in a division where you already have Travis Kelsey, who I'm sure has a few great years left, but you know, at some point you're going to start to see a decline there as well. I mean, you did with Gonzalez and and all the guys that were great at the position. Uh, so that's the only thing, but, but yes, I mean, again, you can score 30 points, but if the other team scores 32, you're going to be in trouble. So, so to, 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 to his point with the question uh, to Derek's point I get that, but you're right. I think you hit it on the key, which is best player available, BPA, uh, has to be factored in with your need. Yes, because you have to look at it this way. If you are stacked at one position mm-hmm. and you know you have these big gaping holes on the defensive side of the ball, you're not going to reach for a player. But if let's say if two players are 1A and 1B, and one is an offensive player, one is a wide receiver, and one is a defensive end but you have a way bigger need of defensive end, you're probably going to draft a defensive end. That's how it works. Yeah. This whole BPA fantasy about is always be- is best player available regardless of position is garbage. It's not true. <laughs> Don't believe in that. Don't believe in that narrative. As you can That's tell, not Mo's, how it Mo's, not, Mo's not passionate about that. All right, Derek in I'm, Phoenix. I'm, I'm, I'm just sorry, but I'm just sick and tired <laughs> of the BPA argument. It's just so silly because – Mm-hmm. If you obviously have Patrick Mahomes on the Kansas City Chiefs and you're the Chiefs and you're on the board and the best player available is a quarterback, you're, you're obviously not, a quarterback. not drafting a quarterback. No, no. So you cannot not. tell me that it's strictly BPA regardless of position. You can't you tell go. me that. Derek and Phoenix, thanks, man. We appreciate you. Keep writing in and keep listening and watching however you consume the show. All right, our last question of the day says, Mo and Scott, the horse-tooth jackass in Denver is <laughs> <laughs> Now, this one came in on Wednesday, so that was news. Uh, That, of course, is John Elway, folks, in Denver. Um, I know they got Peyton for coach, but why does everyone slot Denver ahead of us in the AFC West right now? Uh, Thanks for the show, and glad you're both over your bug. That's Leonardo in Laverne, California. Leonardo, Laverne, California, thanks for writing in. Horsetooth Jackass gone. Sean Peyton, why are the Broncos... Why... (laughs) I love our listeners. Why they love the Broncos, don't they? Uh, why, why that horse tooth jackass is in the Hall of Fame? Uh, why <laughs> Mo's got to compose himself here, so I got to keep talking. Um, but you look at Denver, oh what gosh. they've done. I mean, they have Russell Wilson coming off his worst year ever. 
They have the new coach, Sean Payton, which obviously everybody's excited about. The guy's a winner, so you got to expect them to get better. Their defense is their defense has been good. Their offense now seemingly is going to get better, they, they think. Um, why do people automatically consider that uh, that team better than the Raiders already? I mean, if you look at the odds, Mo, the betting odds, it's not even close. The Raiders are far forth when it comes to the AFC West. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I get it simply because anytime you add a Super Bowl winning head coach to the mix, that team is going to move up the Super Bowl odds and have way better odds than the Raiders. You, I mean, Raider fans out there, you you have low confidence in Josh McDaniels. So if you have low confidence in Josh <laughs> McDaniels, what do you think the media thinks of Josh McDaniels compared oh. to Sean Payton? Again, who's won a Super Bowl has a winning record as a head coach. Just look at the Jacksonville Jaguars. They added a Super Bowl winning head coach. What happened to them? Yep. They went from the basement playoffs. of the AFC South to the playoffs and winning a playoff game. So coaching matters. And Raider fans noticed because they've said it to me on Twitter for years that coaching matters. It matters in this situation. Would you rather have Josh McDaniels or Sean Payton? Mm -hmm. No contest. Point yeah. blank period. Yeah, no, it, that's, that's a pretty easy equation to me. And I understand it. And plus, listen, I know Russell Wilson had a bad year, but nobody believes that he'll be as bad as he was last year, this year. I think with the coaching there, uh, with the, what they're going to put around him, and, and they improved the offensive line already there as well for him. So, so I think that there's going to be a rebound. I'm not saying he's going to be an MVP quarterback. I'm just saying there's going to be a rebound. The Raiders get a new quarterback, even though it's Jimmy Garoppolo, who's has injury issues. I mean, you guys have told us all about this. So, so I look at that, and I can see why. They're there. And I know people, Raider fans, hate the fact that Justin Herbert and the Chargers get more due and they never end up seeming to come along. But they have gone to the playoffs and won a playoff game with him. So the, the reality is, if you look at the Raiders and where they're at and the fact that they're rebuilding, again, if you accept the fact that they're rebuilding, as we've talked about this entire show, um, they have to be last. They're, they're, the, the, they're the least complete team in the AFC West. Right, and everyone knows that the Raiders have big issues on the defensive side of the ball. Denver, typically, even though they haven't played well in recent years, people expect Denver's defense to be pretty good. And then, as I said, when you bring in an offensive-minded head coach who's won a Super Bowl, people are expecting Denver to be a lot better. They also had a splashier uh, free agency than the Raiders. So they had they yeah. brought in a, a guy named Zach Allen who follows Vance Joseph over from the Arizona Cardinals. So they made they also made bigger headline moves in free agency. It gives a lot of people confidence that the Broncos, again, could bounce back with some big-name players and, again, a Super Bowl-winning head coach joining that staff. Absolutely. All right. Well, there you go, Leonardo. Thank you for your question. Keep the questions coming in again. You can to, uh, send us mail at silverandblacktoday.com. That's mail at silverandblacktoday.com. You can also hit either one of us up on Twitter or the show on Twitter. Either way, in any way you want to do it, you can send us the question. And shout out to Leonardo for not being a complainer. See how he wished us well? Glad you guys are back and over the bug. He wasn't complaining. You guys are always sick. How about a get well soon? Thank you for being back. Thank you, Leonardo, yeah. for being yes. classy. You, you know what's 
You know what's interesting about that, though? And again, the, the gentleman who commented on YouTube with that, I don't hold any ill will towards you, and I'm not mad about it. We're joking about it here yeah. and all that stuff. But I will tell fun. you this. It's remarkable that, like, for example, d- during the offseason, the show is on less, right? And so I find it very interesting that people get so used to being with us on days of the week, especially on their commute in the morning, on the way to work or on the way home, on the train, the bus, the car, wherever it is, during their workout, as we see, uh, to, uh, shout out to our guy out there, is, is, the, is the fact that they, they just get used to it. So when it's not there, and I totally understand that. Because when mm-hmm. I want to do something, like when I wake up on Sunday, the only day of the, the week, I still get an actual physical newspaper, which is terrible, by the way. There's not much in it. But anyway, I still get it. It's like a tradition. So when I go out and it's not there, I'm like, dude, I am rolling. I'm coming in. My wife's making coffee. And she's like, what's the matter? The freaking paper's not here. Okay, she says. And I'm like, no, the paper's not here. It's Sunday. <laughs> I sit in my pajama pants. I read the freaking paper and I drink coffee. So I get it. So when, when, when we're not there or we're sick or whatever, totally understand. I'm trying to put myself so, so in their shoes. We're a part of people's day or night yes. or evening. Or yes. Work shift, late work shift. Workout yes, we have a lot of those. Routine. Absolutely. So that's pretty, that's the positive side of it. And that's pretty cool. So yes. they're like, hey, we, it's, it's, a, it's a way of saying we missed you. Stop being sick. Get right. well soon. Get back on the air because we miss you. And I like that. Correct. I like that angle. Correct. I, I appreciate you. that. I just want to teach him to say, hey, we missed you. Instead of, you know what it's like? It's like, it's like, you know how it's like, it's like, I, I hate, I'm not going to, I hope I'm not coming off as a sexist, but you know how they say it's hard <laughs> for women to apologize. So they say it in a certain way. Yeah. They don't say I'm sorry, but they try to do little things to mm. say that they're sorry, but they're not saying they're sorry. Yes. It's kind of the same thing here. They, they don't want to say they miss us. Right. But they'll say, hey, 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 stop taking hey, days where off. where are you? Stop being yeah. sick. Where are you? Exactly. I'm not going to get all mushy, but we miss you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and and they also usually don't realize that, like, this isn't our first job, right? So, obviously, we talk about Mo writing at Bleach Report. I have a job as well. And so, we have other things that we do in addition to the writing, in addition to the podcast. Mo, by the way, plug in. For Monday, so Easter is this Sunday, so happy Easter for those of you who celebrate. Happy Passover for this past Thursday to our Jewish friends out there. Um, and on the 10th, which is Mo's birthday, he's going to be doing a Bleacher Report live. Now, Mo, people, do they have to have the—I had somebody DM me the other day. Do they have to have the phone app to watch that? I watched it online on my laptop, actually, which means I, I couldn't chat with you, though, for some reason. But—because I was going to give you some crap in there— um, but, but is it better on the app on the phone or is it better on the computer? It's easiest on the app on the phone, because if you've watched any of my lives, you'll see that I'm reading, I'm actually reading some of the comments As from the, from the, yeah, from the chat room in the app. Yeah. So I'm reading that from directly from the app. Now, if you are on the computer, usually I try to tweet out the link on Twitter. So you could just click on that link so that if you're on a desktop or if you're on a tablet or a mobile device, you can, you can get watch that way too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So cool. So check Mo out coming up this Monday, the 10th. And then we'll be back of course, with another show on Tuesday uh, and a slew of shows coming up as well as some special announcement on draft night. Mo will be busy writing his butt off. Um, I'm going to be on the Odyssey National podcast for the draft when the Raiders select. So make sure you tune in. We'll give you the details on that as they come up. And then we'll have our draft shows coming up draft week as well. 
I'm actually going to be on the road when we do those shows, so it'll be very interesting. But we're going to do those as well. Again, Brian Baldinger's coming back. Baldy's coming back, as well as Jordan Schultz and some other guests to talk about the NFL draft. Mo, as always, my man, it's great mixing it up, especially when we're not coughing through the show. Absolutely, and, I, and I'm pretty much over the bug now. It's just fatigue. Yes. So I'm, I you know, you. I'm sleep, I'm sleeping 12, 14 hours a day, or trying to. Oh, dude. But uh, nice. I, I, to to the people out there. Mo will not be sick again for the next, who knows, <laughs> maybe when I have kids and they carry germs. So, you know, as long as I'm a single man, I'll, I won't be sick. Yes, I know. That's why I have these bags and circles under my eyes, because even though <laughs> I got good sleep last week when I was sick, now I'm back in the grind and it's like, oh, oh boy. Anyway, Mo, my friend, I will talk to you soon. Of course. Appreciate it. All right. There you go. Uh, we appreciate you being with us again. If you don't already subscribe to the podcast do so wherever you get your audio, whether you just shout, hey, Alexa, silver and black today. You can do that on your Amazon device, whatever device you have. You can also find it in any place you get your podcast audio. We would appreciate a subscription and a download. If you listen to us on iTunes, go ahead and give us that five-star review. We're getting a lot more of them now. We appreciate you guys chiming in there and supporting the show. If you're watching us on YouTube, hit subscribe and the notifications bell. And then to our listeners on the radio on The Bet in Las Vegas, thanks for being with us yet again. For our producer, David Stepanian, for my co-host, Mo Moten, I am Scott Branson. This has been Silver and Black Today. Have a great weekend, everybody.